What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the PFN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I'm your host. I can be found on Twitter at KyleYNFL. I am joined here today by the boys. The gang is back together. That is Kyle Soppy. He can be found on Twitter at Kyle Soppy PFN. That is Derek Tate. He can be found on Twitter at Derek Tate NFL. Gentlemen, I did it. I remembered the intro. I It's still in it. the... Still in my mind here. It's still in the consciousness. Sapi, I'll start here with you. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing good. It's good to have a three-man pod going wide here with the conclusion. I, I don't... Okay, people that play Week 18 boggle my mind. So I'm glad we're talking about kind of 2023 and the landscape as a whole sort of thing. Not really revisionist history, but we're going to take you through a draft here. I like that. Week 18, we need to stop making this the default for websites. We need to stop, realistically, we need to save people from themselves. This shouldn't even be an option. Week 18 is chaotic. Derek, how are you? What are your thoughts I on just, Week 18? I'm just welcoming Kyle back into the chaos. Well, Kyle Yates, now I have two Kyles to contend with yet again, but yeah, he's back. Welcome back, Mr. Yates. And we can debate all day whether you should be playing anything on the line in fantasy football in Week 18, the regular season finale. I get it. I'm with you, Sapi, but some folks just can't get enough fantasy, and we have leagues that still matter and have potential playoff implications for fantasy managers in Week 18, even though it doesn't make sense to me. If you are one of the faithful few still playing in Week 18, we have the content for you over at pfnfantasy.com. We got our Week 18 rankings from Soppy up on the website. Waiver wire pickups here as well if you are in need of some options here. We are going to get, I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey already ruled out here for Week 18. He's going to rest with that calf strain. Do you pick up Elijah Mitchell? Do you go after Jordan Mason? That is all there for you on the website over at pfnfantasy.com. I thought that this would be a fun exercise here as we turn our attention towards looking back at the fantasy football season that was and I thought that a fun way to be able to kick that off would be going back a little back to the future Derek Tate I know that you are such a movie fan here so a little back to the future great Scott my friend going back to the future here and looking at doing a fantasy football mock draft knowing what we know now as we look at the players that hit as we look at the players that missed that dealt with injury what would that look like if we were able to draft knowing what we know now so what we're going to do here is walk through an entire mock draft episode for you 60 seconds clocks 12 team half ppr scoring one quarterback we're going to walk through this it is the wild west you want to take a player here in the first round that went in the 10th round of adp last year be my guest we're going to let you guys the listeners the viewers over on youtube if you are watching over on youtube leave us a like here subscribe to the channel Click the bell to get notified for when new content drops as well. We're going to let you guys decide to see whose team ended up the best here, knowing what we know. Now, are we ready to kick this off? Click yeah. that button. Let's yeah, go. I think, <laughs> I think we're going to have to kind of go through the rules as this goes because there's going to be weird spots in all of this. But let's get it. Let's get rolling. All right. Derek is at the one spot. I am drafting at the five spot. Soppy at the eight here. Let's get rolling here. We are going to start this here. All right, Derek, you are now on the clock. Your 60-second clocks. Where are you going here at the 1-1? I get to cheat because I already know <laughs> who is really the number one player in all of fantasy football in particular. When we're not talking about a super flex league, guys, he was one of the top three picks in most fantasy football drafts. Of course, there was a lot of noise about Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, but the real answer was Christian McCaffrey all along. And we saw him revert back to his league winning days from earlier in his career and operate as the quote unquote potential MVP of this league. He's the MVP of my fantasy season and the one championship that I won. 
So let's go with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, uh, about as easy of a selection as you can possibly oh, yeah. get there going Christian McCaffrey at the 1-1 one, one there. And then we had Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson going off the board here. Again, this is using ADP from August or early September here, so you're going to get some curveballs. We're drafting here at the 1-5. The top recommendation is Austin Eckler. Guess what? I'm not going Austin Eckler here. I'm going to go a little bit further down the board. Let's go to the wide receiver position here. I'm going to take the wide receiver one from weeks one through week 17. That is Mr. C.D. Lamb, if I can get to the right tab here. C.D. Lamb here going off the board a fantastic season here for him obviously cd lamb tyree kill right there neck and neck for the you know wide receiver one off the board here i think it's a conversation for next year if it's cd lamb if it's tyree kill we're going to have our way too early 2024 redraft rankings here coming off the board here very very or coming over on the website here very very soon make sure to check that out that will be the main conversation cd lamb here for me at the wide receiver one spot sappy you are up at one eight after tyree kill goes off the board at the one seven yeah, I was looking at wide receiver. I wanted to go C.D. Lamb in part because I think league should end in week 17. And if you have C.D. Lamb on your 2023 team, odds are pretty good you're doing all right here. I'm going to go running back because it dries up quick and in a hurry here. I'm going to go Raheem Mostert. He of the 21 touchdowns set in Dolphin records left and right. This offense is elite. He's been the, the cog that's made it go for the most part. Obviously, Devon Achan's been there, but Mostert, 21 touchdowns. I don't know how you can run away from that consistent production week in and week out. Can you imagine going back into August or September and being like, I'm going to take Raheem Mostert at the 1 8? I'm going to take, I'm, do, I'm going to do it. Your league I'm not sure I would have taken with the 8 1. <laughs> <laughs> they would have kicked you out of the league. All right, then we got guys like Beach on Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown going off the board here. Again, if you want to see this mock draft board play out, go over to youtube.com slash PFN Fantasy. You'll see the draft play out here. Sapi, you're back on the clock here at the 2 5. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to lock in more stability because I want to win as many weeks as possible. You could target the guys with the most fantasy points. That wouldn't be a very fun exercise. I want weekly production. Guys, I can count on every single week, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions. Just a target vacuum there in Detroit. Scoring touchdowns that we didn't think he'd be able to do with consistency here. The development of Sam Laporta and, you know, pieces alongside him have allowed him to flourish quite honestly like it's not a one-man show in Detroit these days Amon Ra I'm targeting the volume the touchdowns came we he's just been he's been the sun god since day one here he's been rolling no reason to pivot he's to me in a full PPR league he could be in that wide receiver one conversation he's a first round pick in 2024 for me all right, so here's the fun part is because I could see as Sapi was talking, I could see his wheels turning that he tipped off potentially another pick that he's going to be taking later on. I saw it go across his mind here. This is the part of it where we are playing, not just playing the board, we're playing each other here. I'm going to go Travis Etienne here at the 2-8. Now, Travis Etienne kind of fell off a little bit here towards the end of the season, but man, that early stretch there finished the season as the RB3 and half PPR scoring Travis Etienne to balance out that roster with C.D. Lamb. Derek, after going Chris McCaffrey, you're on the clock here at the 212. All season long in drafts heading into the 2023 campaign, I was a huge advocate of the value that you could find at wide receiver at the turn of the 2-3 in these snake format drafts. I wish if the flux capacitor was still smoking and I could go back and tell myself not only to get a haircut, but also to have the courage of your conviction when it comes to this guy. And it was DJ Moore. And look, I had this guy ranked inside my top 10 heading into the season. And that was a little bit aggressive, but it ended up working out 
quite well. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and lock up my wide receiver one, DJ Moore, and we'll, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Bears decide to do with that number one overall pick, if it's Caleb Williams or if they decide to stick with Justin Fields. Either way, I like DJ Moore heading into 2024 as well. For me at the running back position, the only question that I had about this guy was his health. How much was Dalvin Cook going to play into the role of Brees Hall in 2023? Well, his ACL proved to be all right, and Brees Hall has had one of the highest PPR floors of players not named Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey this season with his involvement as a pass catcher. Brees Hall looked healthy, a couple splash games, a producer despite the bad Jets offense. I go with Brees Hall here at the first pick of the third round. Again, it's crazy. And the reason why I like doing these exercises is we can talk about Brees Hall and we're like, man, this just wasn't a really good year for Brees Hall. Like you just have this mental perception of Hall, that Jets offense, not that great. Guy was the RB6 in half PPR scoring formats. And the final three games was absolutely nuclear here from a fantasy perspective. So that pushes Brees Hall where people are going to see you draft him at the 3-1. They're like, Derek, what are you doing? No, it makes sense. The guy was the RB6 in half PPR scoring formats. Uh, all right, here for me at the 3-5, I've got a couple of players that I'm considering here the running back position again it's the value do you want to wait it out just a little bit longer I'm going to go a little bit further down the board here I'm going to go Mike Evans we did not think that Mike Evans was going to have himself a very good year with Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield in MB MVP conversations for some people there uh not in my book but no. Mike Evans a very very solid year here getting the touchdowns here Mike Evans at wide receiver four fantasy finish on the year to pair with C.D. Lamb. I like that start here for me. Soppy, back on the clock. You're at the 3-8. Yeah, I think he's an interesting one because we think about going back into September and everybody was out on everything that had to do with Tampa Bay. And now we've got Mike Evans going in the third round. We've got Rashad White going in the third round because he was the most consistent thing on planet Earth this season. It was just the role in the passing game, we didn't give him credit for. I mean, he was Christian McCaffrey light when it comes to these targets, his involvement in this passing game. Obviously, Chris Godwin wasn't a thing for most of the season. That was Rashad White being the number two option in this Baker Mayfield-led extravaganza that we had no idea was coming. So I'll put in Rashad White. I'll get him as my running back two in this spot and get rolling. I thought about Rashad White. I still mentally could not do it. I could not do it taking Rashad White in the third round. So I'm glad that you took him off the board there. Otherwise, I might have been forced to take him at the 4-8. Rashad White off the board there at the 3-8 to go with Raheem Mostert. I'm on Ross St. Brown. You're back on the clock here at the 4-5, Soppy. Yeah, and I mean, we spent all offseason saying don't draft running backs because you don't know what you're doing. Draft receivers because that's where the volume is and everything like that. The consistency, I understand it. But my God, Kyron Williams, he's played 12 games this season. He's been a top 10 back eight times, guys. That's uh, Derek, you want me to do the math for you? That's a 67% hit rate to be a top 10 guy. I know I have three running backs through four rounds. I don't care. I get consistent production, elite consistent production. I'll figure out the rest later. There's enough receivers to catch six balls on a consistent basis here. We'll get to those guys in a minute here. But Kyron Williams is a man, a man among boys. Schefter called him out back in my ESPN days like three years ago, saying this guy's going to do it. He gets hurt on special teams. We never hear from him again. He is a star now. He's a first rounder next year. He's a third rounder, fourth rounder, whatever I get here. I am loading up at running backs and taking volume to the bank. All right. So that was going to be the big X factor here was when did someone finally pull the trigger on Kyron Williams? Wait to see what value they could get. I was thinking about taking him here at the 4-8. He goes off the board at the 4-5. You said he's a first round pick in fantasy drafts in 2024. 
It's bold, but I like yeah. it. I think another potential first-round pick in fantasy drafts next year at the wide receiver position is his teammate, Puka Nakua, going off the board here at the 4-8 to be my wide receiver three to pair with C.D. Lamb and Mike Evans. Do you guys disagree with that statement? Puka Nakua is a first-round pick in fantasy football drafts next year. Whew. Derek, you go. I got my ranks. Hang on. Let me oh. pull it up. <laughs> I, I don't think it's crazy to say. Um, he, he's proven to have value insane value if Cooper Cup does get dinged up and Cooper Cup's going to be, what, 31 heading into next season, and then he's proven that he has plenty of standalone value even with Cup in the lineup. Yeah, I'm totally okay with him being a late first-round pick uh, heading into 2024, assuming everything stays the same with Matthew Stafford. Soppy, I'll let you answer that. Derek, I'll let you make your pick here. I've got him in the second round right now, so I'm a little less bullish on you, but it's the same neighborhood, and if you want to rule out Cup and move him down, obviously Nakua gets... The bump up there, obviously there's some risk involved with Stafford here, but you go with a Buccaneer and a Ram, and then I follow it with a Buccaneer and a Ram. It's Kyle and Kyle simpatico like we never left. All right, Derek, you're on the clock here at the 412. You went with Michael Pittman Jr., and then back on the clock here at the 5-1. Go ahead and walk through both your picks there. Yeah, so Michael Pittman, we didn't expect, I expected some growing pains, and I said that a lot uh, heading into the season with Anthony Richardson under center, but Richardson didn't end up starting that many games, ended up dealing with a shoulder injury, which then led to Gardner Minshew peppering Michael Pittman with targets, which has made him a very reliable fantasy asset in PPR formats. And I would have moved Pittman into this middle round range knowing what we know now. And I'm trying to stay around ADP. You guys both went with Nakua and Kyron Williams. You broke the <laughs> broke the slate here, unfortunately. But I'll tell you this, when it comes to what we know now, if I would have known yeah. that Derek Carr would have peppered Alvin Kamara with as many targets and on as many checkdowns, I would have eaten the three-game suspension because of what he's given you on a weekly basis uh, and a reliable PPR floor. So... Alvin Kamara as my running back three with the three game suspension in the middle round still wouldn't kill my team. It is just ridiculous to look at these rosters right now. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Brees Hall, Michael Pittman, Alvin Kamara. Derek's, Derek's team looks similar to a team that you would have drafted in August. Mine is CeeDee Lamb, Travis Etienne, Mike Evans, Puka Nakua. Derek's is, or Sapi's is Raheem Mostert, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad White, and Kyron Williams <laughs> in the first four rounds. Absolutely nothing like what we would have expected in August. I'm going to go to the running back position here, uh, shape up my roster a little bit. Someone that I was out on in August, I will take this L. That was James Cook running back for the Buffalo Bills. James Cook was fantastic for fantasy purposes. Had a couple of down games at the end of the year when it mattered most, but really was a consistent option and saw way more volume in this Buffalo Bills offense than I anticipated for a running back of his size. So James Cook here to be my running back too. As a, another top 12 guy at the running back position, I feel really, really solid about. Sapi, you're back on the clock here at the 5'8". Yeah, and back in August, I said I wanted no part of the 49ers. Not because I didn't trust them, because I didn't trust them week to week. But turns out, there's a receiver we can trust week to week. It's Brandon Ayuk. He's my wide receiver in this spot. Developed a nice connection with Brock Purdy down the field here. Big yards per catch in an offense that just keeps scoring 30 points a game for a guy that was in the MVP conversation forever. Brandon Ayuk is my pick in this spot. All right, you're back on the clock here at the 6-5 as we saw players like Kenneth Walker go off the board, Terry McLaurin, TJ Hawkinson, Justin Fields, back on the clock at the 6-5. Yeah, this is a this is a tilting exercise, man. We got 60 it's, seconds it's to work through everything bad. here. It's going to be real bad here very, very soon. Just I'm going to go. Up. Yeah, I don't even love this pick, but I'm going to fill the spot here. I'm going to go Evan Ingram 
maybe a little high for him, but he's definitely higher now than I had him in the preseason ranks. At least four catches in every single game this season. I was all in on the Jags and somehow missed Ingram and got everything else wrong. So that really <laughs> wasn't optimal for me, but I'm going to double down because I'm a stubborn SOB here. I was in on the Jags. I need some Jag exposure in my life here. Evan Ingram with the consistency at the tight end position for me. All right, I'm going to go to the running back position here, and I'm going to draft this player with the added benefit of bringing him up for Kyle Sapi to be able to say that you clearly won this bet, my friend. One of our biggest bets in the preseason was Isaiah Pacheco, Damian Pierce. Obviously, that did not work out very well for me with the Damian Pierce side of things here. Isaiah Pacheco as a top 15 running back when it is all said and done here, obviously dealt with some injuries here at the tail end of the season, but Isaiah Pacheco emerged as that clear running back one here for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I feel very, very solid about him moving into next year as well. So my running back three here to go with Travis Etienne and James Cook, Isaiah Pacheco off the board at the 6-8. Derek, you're on the clock at the 6-12. Yeah, I didn't think James Cook or Isaiah Pacheco had any chance in snowballs, chance in H-E-L-L and getting back to me here at the, uh, what is it, 6-7 turn. One guy did have you know stick my chest out about and say with confidence i believed he was going to be the wide receiver one for the baltimore ravens heading into the season was zay flowers and zay flowers has been a wide receiver two uh throughout the majority of this 2023 season so zay flowers is my wide receiver three totally okay with that could go again at that position but i will i'll cheat a little bit i'm gonna go ahead and cheat it's my turn to cheat you know, to kind of break the ADP here a little bit, hit a home run. Oh, go yeah. with Devon Achan, who ended up being quite productive with, you know, obviously historically productive there in the earlier part of the season, cooled off a little bit, but, you know, have loved what I've seen from him for the most part. You know, I didn't take him the first round like Soppy did with Raheem Mostert, but it's still <laughs> been something where Devon Achan has uh, won some weeks, to say the very least in fantasy football in the 2023 season. Hey, and here's the here's the exercise, Derek. You know which weeks he's going to play, so you know when to play him <laughs> and when to, and when he's going to go off and when to bench him. Uh, here at the 7-5, I like the value of a lot of the wide receivers that I can get later on here. So I'm going to go to the running back position. One of the players that I was very, very bullish on in August uh, was David Montgomery, saying that David Montgomery, one of my bold predictions for the season was that he was going to be a top 10 running back. Now, Finished outside of it because of some games missed, but on a points-per-game basis was absolutely within that top 10 territory. David Montgomery here uh, as the goal line back, and I mean, that one-two punch of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery is going to be very, very fascinating to see where they go in drafts in 2024. David Montgomery as my running back four. Sapi, your eclectic team continues to be built here. Where are we going at the 7-8? I would see that Lions, like I just... How they've done that back-to-back -back years with four completely different players and done the exact same thing is amazing to me. It's fascinating. We'll see if they can do it for a third straight year. I'm going to go the quarterback position. The good guy, this is one position where the chalk kind of held up. We saw Josh Allen. We saw Jalen Hurts come off the board early. I'm going to go Dak Prescott here, a guy I was definitively out on this we preseason. Were so out on Dak Prescott. So out. That's because I thought Tony Pollard was going to go for 2,500 yards. That was that was not not accurate. But Dak Prescott, I mean, we saw him put together a consistent season down the middle. This way, I get exposure, and as Yates is racking up points from C.D. Lamb, I get them from Dak Prescott. So there's some game theory here. I'm trying to play into this and win our little three-man situation here. And in that vein, I'm going to go Nico Collins, too. I think he was a great receiver this year. 
to my eye, the wide receiver one in Houston all season long. I know Tank Dell had his moments. Noah Brown had his games. Dalton Schultz had some games with some targets. But C.J. Stroud is developing. Nico Collins is a big part of that. Loved him for this season, during the season. I'm going to love him even more next season. Nico Collins, pencil him in on my squad. All right. I'm here at the 8-8. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard have all gone off the board. And I am not going to let Derek take the tight end one in fantasy football at his turn. I will go with Sam Laporta here of the Detroit Lions. Go back-to-back Detroit Lions with David Montgomery and Sam Laporta here. Absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous season from Laporta. We talked about him and we're like, yeah, maybe he could be in that top 12 because the tight end position sucks for fantasy football. But rookie tight ends never do anything. rookie tight end never (laughs) does anything for fantasy guy outperforms Travis Kelsey uh yeah I'll go Sam Laporta here I will I did not love going a tight end in that six to you know anywhere before the 11th round historically again because the mantra tight ends suck for fantasy football Sam Laporta I'm I'm gonna take him here so Derek you're on the clock at the oh I'm I'm devastated because yeah I had him at preseason ranks at my tight end 11 so I was a little bit aggressive on Sam Laporta but it ended up working out quite well if anything I was way 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 too low on him uh, so I'm going to go ahead. We had discussions about Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, no, the guy who ended oh, up man. being the wide receiver <laughs> one for the Kansas City Chiefs was Rasheed Rice. Uh, I'm <laughs> cheating. I know I'm cheating. It's not fair, but guess what? It happened. Soppy, he was not getting back to you. I'm just letting you know. Uh, I thought he was I could wait one more. <laughs> I thought I could wait one more. <laughs> no way. No shot. Uh, so I'm taking Rasheed Rice there. And then uh, on the other side, I was a little skeptical about the Washington Commanders offense. And, you know, Sam Howell had a nice little run. We've seen some moments from these pass catchers, but really the guy that's been one of the best fantasy performers has been Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, when he's played this year, he's been pretty darn productive, even though we don't understand the touchdown efficiency of uh, being a bit of an outlier, I would say. But He's been productive and a reliable producer uh, in an offense that has been a little bit up and down. So I take Brian Robinson at this spot and love it. All right. So here is where Sapi talked about. It's going to get tilting and a little. Yes, because you look at ADP. The next top names at the running back position are Jamal Williams, Rashad Penny, Samaje Pirine, Elijah Mitchell, Ezekiel Elliott, Jarek McKinnon, Damian Harris and Tank Bigsby. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, at the wide receiver position, we got guys like Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis, Michael Thomas, Kadarius Tony, Quentin Johnston, Juju Smith-Schuster. Good Lord. Uh, I'm going to go... I got 15 seconds on the clock. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Scroll down a little bit further. Found myself some Adam Thielen here, the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Got off to a very, very solid start. Was a, an absolute PPR machine. And then as we saw the Carolina Panthers offense fall apart a little bit towards the latter half. Granted, probably never got was never fully together, but Adam Thielen fell off a little bit, but still had himself a very productive season from a fantasy perspective. Wide receiver 19 on the year. I will go Adam Thielen here to be my wide receiver four. Soppy on the clock at the 9-8. Where are we going? I'm going to go Zeke. I've only got three running backs on my team, and this gets ugly in a hurry. So I'm going to get Zeke Elliott on my team, another guy that I could not have been more out on this preseason. But, you know, things change. That's that's the name of the game here. He came on down the stretch after Ramondre got hurt. That's where I need this. If I'm going to beat these clowns and Tate and Yates here down the stretch, I need that season-end production. Zeke is my finishing kick while you guys are, you know, shifting around, waiting for 
production elsewhere. I'm going with Zeke there. And then in the in the idea of getting ahead of the game here late in the season, who has taken off? Who has improved their stock in a big way? Jaden Reed. Derek Tate was ahead of this situation. He was ahead Dang of my it. Packers the entire way. He said Jordan Love would be okay. He's been okay. Jaden Reed has been more than okay. Much like I, I would have preferred Rasheed Rice. Don't get me wrong. But as far as a rookie running or a rookie receiver stepping into the wide receiver one role, how could you not be impressed with what Reed has done? The team is willing to get him involved. Give me some Jaden Reed. Not sorry, Yates. Oh, that's that was going to be my pick here at the 10-8. But you took you took one of my guys. I literally had must-have wide receivers. I had Puka Nakua as one of my must-have wide receivers going into the year. Now, granted, I didn't expect wide receiver six on the year. And then no. I had Jaden Reed. Uh, I also had Elijah Moore and Sky Moore as must-have wide receivers. So there's there's the other side of that coin. Uh, all right, back on the clock here at the 10-8. Uh, I'm going to go... I got to type this guy in to find out where in the world he is. I'm going to go Jerome Ford here. Uh, yeah. Obviously, knowing what we know now, Jerome Ford at the running back position, I think that... I personally would have gone with him over Zeke there, uh, Soppy. But Jerome Ford, running back 15, fantasy finish on the year. Obviously, less than ideal circumstances, but I did love Jerome Ford as a high-end insurance running back as well. I'll get him here to add to my depth. Derek, you're on the clock at the 10-12. Yeah, I'm not very happy with Team 2 and their auto-draft because it just took <laughs> Cortland Sutton, and that was literally the next guy in my queue, unfortunately. Um, but... It is what it is. We're, we have, you know, intense competition and, and top of the line uh, auto drafters here, apparently. So I'm going to go ahead and steal one from Soppy. Give no. me Jacoby Myers. Just off my <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm, st you know what? I, I, I scoffed a little bit because I thought that Hunter Renfro was going to have a bigger role. And I was like, hey, once upon a time, he had actually a pretty good PPR season. Yeah, Jacoby Myers has been the clear cut number two there in Las Vegas. Soppy, you hit a home run with that one. So I have to go ahead and tip the hat, my friend. Thank and you, I sir. do so. It it's the most flattering thing that I could do to steal two of your guys in back to back picks, essentially. Yeah, you're um, killing me. <laughs> but one guy that I was high on once we found out that he was going to be the starting quarterback heading into the season, he was on a lot of my sleeper lists. The quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, I am more than happy getting Brock Purdy at this point. Once we get past the 10th round, his ADP was shoved way down the board because of that injury and the potential of Trey Lance trying to make one final stab at the starting position. It ended up being Brock Purdy, MVP type year from Purdy. So he's my quarterback on my fantasy squad. What a freaking long season when we are talking about Trey Lance competing for that starting oh, no. job in San Francisco. We're like, no, that was four years ago. Uh, all right, I'm back on the clock here at the 11-5 as I look at the board. Uh, I do like the Brock Purdy pick there uh, as he was the he's the quarterback six through week 17 in fantasy. I will say that you guys have left the quarterback five on the board here for me. I will wait it out because no one is going to be taking Jordan Love, I will wait that out a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to go Tank Dell. I'm going to go Tank Dell here at the wide receiver spot. Uh, obviously, devastating season-ending injury. Was on an absolute tear before that point. Not going to have him available towards the end of the year in this scenario and situation. But Tank Dell, as wide receiver depth, was absolutely fantastic here this year. I'm excited to see how his rehab goes here this offseason. Because if he's looking like he's going to be ready to roll going into next year, Tank Dell will be one of my main targets going into 2024 drafts. Soppy on the clock at the 11-8. It's getting thin. 
It's getting thin to say the least. I'm going to get Jalen Warren here. Still think he's the, I'm just stubborn here. I think he's the best running back in Pittsburgh. He's had some flashes. We haven't seen him kind of take off the way we were hoping, but I will go with him to build out some depth here. And speaking of depth, we're going to go with another guy that's just peaking down the end of the season. Now, is this a good value pick? Probably not. Am I trying to play to the to the good fans out there to get me a late season what's most in your memory maybe because we're going to put this out to a poll and i'm competitive and i want to win the poll so demarcus robinson all he did was score Ooh. for a month straight let's get that going as we get into the fantasy playoffs of this fake league of this fake <laughs> poll that i'm going to win here so we're going to marcus robinson to have my team peaking at the right time in part because i want to win the vote in part because there aren't many other options that i feel great about that i can scroll through in the next 60 seconds <laughs> yeah, uh, the that's the main part is that, uh, oh, yeah, he came to mind and I'm going to draft him here. Uh, we are in round 12. We have round 13 and round 14, and that will be the end of it. So got a couple of picks here left to make. I'm going to go ahead and get Jordan Love here because I'm also terrified that you guys are going to snipe me because I said his name and 100%. take a backup quarterback. So not doing that. I will go Jordan Love here. Absolutely incredible season. I wanted nothing, nothing to do with Jordan Love from a fantasy standpoint. And he... Neither did anyone else from a fantasy standpoint as Bryce Young was being drafted before Jordan Love this offseason. Gladly take Jordan Love here as the quarterback five. I did have a little bit of love. I had a little bit yeah, of love. A little bit Jordan. of love for love? Just a little yeah. bit. I had him as a sleeper guy of mine at the quarterback position. Uh, guys, I think that, you know, maybe the clock is working against us here, but it benefits me in this scenario. Give me the leading no. running back for the Baltimore yeah, Ravens, Gus Edwards. Um, I yeah, was literally so just starting to type in his name. Yeah, it's hard Good not bet. to. Again, we're on the clock and we have to make these decisions quick. And the ADP is so skewed that you do have to scroll down pretty far, far for a lot of them. But here's another guy. Um, and this was somebody that I, I did think that there was the potential that he maybe flashes and gets an expanded role. I didn't see this coming by any stretch because it did look like Zach Ertz was going to be available to start mm. the season. Trey McBride at the tight end position. Boy, oh boy, has he exploded ever since Zach Ertz has been placed on IR and then subsequently waived because of the stellar play from Trey McBride. Had a fantastic finish to the season, and I'm super excited about him in 2024. Yes, that is going to be where does Trey McBride go in drafts? That's going to be a fun one to see as we go throughout the offseason. Here at the 13-5, I've got two picks left. Uh, as I look at the available board, I'm just really going with players that are coming to the top of my mind. I'm going to go Zach Moss here. Uh, obviously, yeah. not very productive, uh, as we saw Jonathan Taylor come back. But, man, that that first stretch of that season was absolutely dominant from Zach Moss here. So as running back depth, I'm just soaking up the running backs here. I will go with Zach Moss at the 13-5. Soppy, your, or your second to last pick here at the 13-8. Where are we going? For the record, I have Trey McBride tight end four for next season, so he's outside the big three, and then there's not much ahead of that. When it comes to this exercise we're doing here, it's chest to checkers. Yates takes Zach Moss. You know what he's going to give you down the stretch? Not a whole lot because Jonathan Taylor was there. Zamir White, on the other hand, is going to put Team Sapi in the right spot at the right time as he fills in for Josh Jacobs and gets all the touches, every last one of them. We're talking about a guy that's been a top uh, running back two over the last three weeks. Peaking at the right time is critical for here. But if we're talking spike weeks early in the season, if I want to eke out a few wins in this league early, give me some Taysom Hill. 
Like, it was ugly. It was weird. But there were weeks where we were ranking him as a top six tight end and not really thinking twice about it because my man's throwing a couple passes. He's running 10 times. He's getting four targets. He's doing a little bit of everything, and he's used around the goal line. He was like a skeleton key for a month there. I'll take that on this team in the last round and take my chances. What a roster. Uh, Taysom Hill, Raheem Mostert, Ezekiel Elliott. (laughs) All right, final pick here at the 14-8. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone super obvious that I am missing, but as I go through, I'm sure there the, is. Re- I know as I go through the rest of this ADP, uh, Josh Downs is standing out to me here. So I'm going to go with Josh Downs. We saw the production tail off towards the latter half of the year, but there was a solid stretch there where Josh Downs, we were talking about him every single week as a waiver wire pickup and someone that you could play as a top 30 option, especially in PPR formats. Josh Downs to be my final selection of this redraft. Back to the future mock draft. Derek, let's wrap it up. End it on a good note. Yeah, there's uh, so there's two guys that kind of stand out. Um, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, oh, yeah. Still yeah. on the board. And then Jake Ferguson, also the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, having himself a top 10 season at the tight end position. I, I can go ahead and let you guys make the final pick here. I mean, I guess, what am I, five running backs, four wide receivers? Let's go ahead and get the tight end position. Kind of pair him yeah. because Ferguson got off to a nice start. McBride didn't come on until the end of the year. I'll pair him with Jake Ferguson. Let's lock it up. All right. That is it for this scenario here. There's really not much more to say. I want to run through this roster, though. Uh, Derek, go ahead and run down your team from start to finish for the people listening over on the podcast. Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't use the cheat code of going Puka Nakua or, or Kyron Williams here early. I tried to stay close to it. That's a you problem. That's I you. Know, I know. So I, you know what? We, we, this was a little wild, wild west out here, Soppy. So I, I'm okay with that. Uh, Brock Purdy at quarterback. I'm going to go McCaffrey, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara, Devon A. Chan and Brian Robinson and Gus Edwards as my running backs. Absolutely love it. Uh, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, Rasheed Rice, and Jacoby Myers just to go ahead and stick it to Soppy just a little bit. And then at the tight end position, the stack of McBride and Ferguson. Boy, would I have loved to have had that all sitting. Yeah. Uh, All right. Here for me, drafting from the five spot at quarterback, I've got Jordan Love at the running back spot. I've got Travis Etienne, James Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, David Montgomery, Jerome Ford, and Zach Moss. At wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Puka Nakua, Adam Thielen, Tank Dell, and Josh Downs. And then at tight end, got Sam Laporta there in the eighth round. Soppy, go ahead and run through your roster. Quarterback, Dak Prescott, then my running backs that will carry me to success in this league. Mostert, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Zeke Elliott, Zamir White for the finishing kick. Jalen Warren is in there. How about some receivers? I got Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god himself. Brandon Ayuk, the only guy that San Fran wants to trust on a consistent basis. Not named McCaffrey. Nico Collins, Jaden Reed, and Demarcus Robinson. A tight end, Evan Ingram. And I snuck in Taysom Hill there just for a little flex appeal. All right, that will do it for this scenario of a redraft mock draft. We will be back next week here. We'll be back later this week to do a DFS advice for people that are still playing and they want to play DFS for week 18. But then next week, we're going to be back with some top takeaways. What did we learn from this season that we can take into next year? So fantasy football never stops. We will be continuing on with dynasty content. The podcast is going to keep rolling here. Make sure that you stay with us over at pfnfantasy.com. We're going to have everything that you need to dominate your dynasty leagues best ball everything that you need to go and dominate your leagues this season all right that'll do it for kyle sapi and derek tate and kyle yates thanks for watching and we'll see you next time